Welcome to WKRP at the Comedy Store. <laughs> it's Rick Ingram here. I um, got Eleanor Kerrigan with me. That's me. <laughs> we got the master, the grandmaster of the high five, Mark Whoa. Ellis in the house. Is I, I that prefer real? not to be referred to as the grandmaster. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, well, gets, that gets a little uh, grandmaster, grand, grand wizard. Yeah, there's many the sides okay. to my high fiving of <laughs> women at random many bars. Many sides. Yeah. Whoa. This is this is the the level of Rick and I's uh, relationship and friendship since we met in 2003 is that we can have like mutual friends and I can tell that mutual friend I was like hey tell Rick that Mark Ellis sends a high five yeah and then Rick that would anger him to a level that that's what because Rick usually is not a high fiver but no. he appreciates my high fiving and what that did to my sexual career yeah for the better did that part help? of the decade is that how you well, it did women? not help it at all Eleanor. no <laughs> both of our yeah. sexual careers at one point it's hurting mine right now that's we how were, angry I am about this high we five shit we were in La Jolla and I think it was. It, Full charge? Who was with us? Freddie? Could have been a full charge. Could have been a Lockhart. Someone, uh, someone else was with us, yeah. but obviously a lot of alpha males. Okay. Uh, we're just out there chasing the pussy train. Woo! And Ellis high-fived all of us into the friend zone so fast, I didn't even have to use my own friend zoning skills. No, <laughs> I mean, I, I look at an evening out uh, as a, we're a team. You know, I agree. We're a squad, and we go out there, and you meet a, young a squad lady. to not get laid at all. That's right. Like we are the <laughs> bro force. Just no one question. Can, no one can. That's right. Get in between our friendship. Yeah. Especially right. those girls. Yeah. It's almost like you went out like girls, like just us guys, just yeah. us, like huddle. Well, around. no, that that wasn't what it was. But I, wh- it, what it was is that I would high five women. Yeah. Yeah, and that, like, yeah, like yeah. hey, nice to meet you. High five. And as soon as you do that, which I didn't realize until Rick had pointed out to me, is you're literally Drying signing a up. lifelong lease yeah. into a house on the shore of the friend zone. Yeah. Because there's no way to recover from a high five. That's right. Maybe down the road you can do like like the Mark Ellis backwards channel where, hey, no, let's be friends for 10 years. And then I'll it's see what I a terrible plan. Yeah, Especially it, it, if you're on the road. Because that 10-year friendship is not going to really pan out. No. To drive. Oh, no. Not at all yeah i'm uh i'm probably the i don't know how many episodes this you've done i know you probably I think you're 81 here yeah i guarantee you all 80 of the comics you had before here have had better road stats <laughs> from a romantic perspective i think i have better road stats probably than- <laughs> you you and rick together might have better road stats <laughs> than me i i just it, it was never something that was like a huge intention of mine but even when it was, I just didn't have the right approach. It was always like, hey, high five. That's a way to talk to a girl. And it just, uh, yeah. it is. But what that what you're telling them is, hey, give me a high five. I'm going to be the best wingman yeah. or the best That's airport right. dropper off. That's exactly what it you've is. You've ever met. It's, hey. What time's should, your flight? We should never have sex. But if you need a ride to the airport, I'm yeah. there for you. Hey, here's a high five. Let is it LAX? Because that's so fun. Yeah. It's God. so easy yeah. to get in and out. Yeah. You know? But uh, I never I never bought into Rick's theory that my high fiving of women, like, hey, how are you? Let me buy you a drink. High five. Bought into him not getting late or, <laughs> or anybody me, Else. But it's I believe much you. Easier for me to to just believe that, that they accept <laughs> that I never had that any you game. may or may not have 
It was like, I probably wouldn't have scored with these girls anyway, but now I can at least just be like, well, it's probably because Ellis high-fived. Yeah, I'm just, I'm giving you an easy out here. I'm not even going to talk to him. There's no point. (laughs) Obviously, that was a deal breaker for all of us, so now I can just go get hammered on Budweiser's. That that was really my only intention of the evening, is that, like, even when I had a shot, the rare times that I had a shot, uh, I just, I, there's an old man streak in me where I know that, I already can fast forward to the next morning, and it's not going to be fun. No, you know, never. it's not going to be like, so I guess I'll see you later or what? Like, I, I vividly remember having this thought at a bar down the street uh, that's no longer there at Red Rock. And I was talking to a girl and it was going well. Yeah, the high fives I had worked. Uh, uh, cooked <laughs> oh, Red Rock? Probably. Yeah. probably yeah, I, I, I draw well in the Midwest. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, the uh, coastal hold, Alaska. Hold on a I second. Did. How did you know? Wheels owned Red Rock. Oh my God! Yeah, I, I I don't know if Wheels was there that night, but but you know who I did. Wait, see Red Rock Red is Rock. over here on San Vicente on where the they used to be. Yeah, it's, right it's where they, they used to do stand up there. They, up, yeah, up in yeah, the, uh, upstairs. Up in the bar, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And this is like this is like two thousand like five. It was like right when I first got to LA, and I was talking to a girl, and uh, I remember having this thought like I could go home with her right now, or I could wake up. Uh, tomorrow and watch the Cowboys play the Buccaneers because it was okay. going to be Bill Parcells coaching against John Gruden. And I really wanted to see that matchup at 10 a.m. And I didn't know how I was going to hook up with this girl and patch things and just, you know, Dude. do whatever we need to do, exchange pleasantries the next morning and get back to watch my comfort zone. So I just you decided, know hey, that have a good night. I'll see you later. That is the worst thing about L.A. That football comes on at 10. I think it's great. Really? I've heard multiple East Coast people uh, be like, this is just wrong. I'm like, I, it's yeah, brutal. I, I like it. I remember. I still say brutal. 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock. Yeah, and I've the, been here for since 93. That's one sad. 1 o'clock was bad because, on the East Coast because <laughs> we were, like, like, when I was a kid, we were church going folk. Yeah, but you could you could have stayed up all night with that girl, did whatever you need to do, oh, and still mean, made the game. See, that's interesting because I've never really had that because I, you know, moved out here like right after I was done with college. So I never really had that, like, thought in my head but oh, okay. yeah, 10 a.m is a bad like, you're gonna, <laughs> if you're gonna do something stupid saturday night yeah you want your game to not kick off until uh, at the earliest one afternoon the next game, day. easily yeah. that's the only yeah. thing i say about it plus i i stay up yeah. late so yeah. I, just, I have to set an alarm I on just Sunday. I never got laid, so <laughs> since I woke up Back early, to that. Okay. it was like, hey, you know what? Hey, it's Bill Parcells. Yeah. Let's do this. I just enjoyed that I could watch football all day. And then still come to the comedy store and do open mic. Interesting. Yeah, I okay. liked having my my the evenings. game was over here by nine usually. You yeah. mean like even Monday nights? Because yeah. Sunday night football is relatively it starts at five. Yeah. Oh, How long East have Coast, we been Monday doing? Night football ends at like twelve thirty. Oh yeah, one, amazing. And, and then everybody's <laughs> asleep. You can't like talk. Like, like I like being able to see a game and then actually going out and like like here coming to the store and like talk about the game or just whatever else or go do a set. I like that. I, the ten a.m. thing is a tough thing to get over, but the fact that you can wake up and football is just there. All day, and because waiting yeah. until one p.m. that can be tough. It, it's tough, but you can get things done. Yeah, what? I don't want to get. Okay, maybe done. I don't get anything done anymore? before yeah, the game. What, what did you do? What disease did you cure in the hours between eight a.m. to one p.m. on the East Coast? Problem don't is, question. I was waking up at twelve fifty-nine. How dare you? Eleanor's How dare morning you? science skills. <laughs> I got a lot done. What year did you get here to LA? Uh, 2003, March of 2003. Oh wow! Look at you coming out March Madness. Yeah. I think I, I think you're gonna beat me by a couple weeks yeah. or a couple months. Maybe. So you guys started exactly around the not started, yeah, but I were mean, you doing it back east? Pretty much, yeah. I think I had done maybe like four or five months of open mic before Ellis showed up. 
But that nice. was out here. Yeah. 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 I did like I did two years when I was in college. Like once a week, I did comedy in Kansas City. Uh, what was the? Did your college friends go to your shows? Because that was always yeah. one of the things that was like not appealing to me about starting stand-up in college because by the time I was a senior I knew I wanted to do it there was a nice bar at Wake Forest that like you could have done it called Shorty's and it was like looking back on it it was a nice stage setup but there was just something about having like my friends come there and like an audience of people that I might be in class with the next day I knew early on that I wanted to do it for strangers yeah not friends yeah Yeah. it wasn't totally just a nerves thing like they're gonna make fun of me it was also there was just something so appealing about your first time being in front of nobody who you had ever met before like what a cool challenge that is so i never did it in college and like i I don't regret anything but i I just i'm interested to to see if i could have like an alter like a 1985 biff tannen timeline where i go back and (laughs) i'm like doing stand-up in college you'd be so rich right now right you would have just done it at shorties (laughs) owning a casino i know that that would have changed my whole the whole trajectory of my career uh the the comedy club in kansas city was about 45 minute drive and good traffic from KU. Mm, so yeah. no one was making that track. Right. But like I'd go to the open mic and uh there was probably like fifteen to twenty of us that tried to get like the ten spots I think at the open mic there. And uh so they kinda rotated us out. What was the club? Was it Stanford? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was the original Stanford Suns yeah. that used to be down in Westport and uh and so yeah I just I never it never even occurred to me to invite somebody. Like I think my brother came once because he was in Kansas City, and I was like, "Hey, I'm going to uh, I'm going to do uh, comedy tonight." And I had big big plans because my whole plan was just to go up for my three minutes and uh, just basically rip off the uh, the Arsenio Hall preacher from coming to America. Oh, amazing! Did you really? Yeah. So my whole three minutes was just me telling people they need to pray and say ridiculous things about <laughs> the lord oh god i'll tell you this if there's one character to rip off from coming to america yeah that pick the right i agree the lord. No yeah, one. that's all it was it telling people <laughs> to give it up for random people in the audience and mind you the open mic in kansas city we're talking 120 people which minimum. is amazing yeah. to me oh yeah yeah i mean yeah. just like packed rooms and everyone was loving it and then most of the people were friends of the other open micers because they all lived in Kansas City so they weren't driving an hour to go to the show and so it was always nice because like I think it was, we were talking to that crazy guy the other night they had, oh yeah uh, so far this podcast is going a thousand times better because yeah. there has been at least four complete thoughts yeah complete, so I'm very all, excited all about that what, so go ahead happened? nothing it's just fine <laughs> everything's we fine we interviewed a somewhat <laughs> neurotic human being <laughs> I'd never heard of what? He, he dropped n bombs. It was it was really a spectacular. <laughs> was he not of the appropriate race to do such a thing? He was, uh, uh, I wouldn't put him there. But he's Polish, so he doesn't know any better. <laughs> yeah. I've never even heard of that before. They so, seem so sweet and polite. Really? He, yeah. They seem high fiving of not everybody smart. when they come into contact. He told us that you know no I I was telling you because I said it back then I would never say it now several more times after telling us that he wouldn't say it now wait so what were you going to say that uh, we brought him up was, I, I think he oh. was the one who said something about packing the room with your own friends oh until yes until they do the vote yes at the end right. yeah. he did it in Florida yeah. yes so like to me it yeah. always felt good like my second time on stage I got third place at the, that night's open mic 
And I was the only one who literally had no friends. That's a huge accomplishment. I mean, what you would hope for, because I used to do a couple of those, too. Like, I did maybe five or six shows before I moved to L.A., like open mics total. Uh, First one I did was I drove all the way down to Atlanta from North Carolina. So it's like a good six to eight hour drive just getting down there. Yeah. And I got a room at the Days Inn because they had had an open mic on. uh, High five and everybody. On Tuesday they had an open mic at At the Days Inn. Oh, I was going to say. At the Days Inn, yeah. The Days Inn has never seen comedy. I'll drive right now to do comedy at a Days Inn in Atlanta. (laughs) I was going to call and see if they're booking. I love how the Days Inn logo is like a sun coming up. Like, hey, by the time this is up. Up, you're gonna get the, yeah. the fuck out of days in <laughs> um so i'm staying at days in and i find and i was just gonna do the punchline open mic in in roswell the next day you know like, like i planned this out like i saved the money to do it and i'm like all right i'm gonna sleep a night and you know feel the vibe of atlanta and then get oh, up, yeah. i get down there and i find out that there's a comedy club on peach tree called the uptown comedy corner and they have an open mic that happens to be on Tuesday. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm feeling confidence. I wrote some great stuff about how bad traffic is on the Love way down Oh, here. man. It I mean, is time to play ball. That's I groundbreaking. To, I call, and they're very nice. I, I, I talk to them, and I say, hey, I want to try the open mic. They're like, all right, you're on. And I'm like, oh, that, well, that wow. was easy. Yeah, that was, this is all over the they phone. They heard professionalism, and they knew. They knew I was staying in the days in. Like, <laughs> somebody not to be messed with. Yeah. So I get to the club, and the first thing I notice about the club, like I see – all these, you know, pictures of, you know, Chris Rock and, you know, Cedric the Entertainer and Steve Harvey and all these people. So it's a black club. And I'm like, wait, uh, ah, okay. And then I get in there and it is a sold out house, 300 people, all black. I'm the only white guy there. Amazing. Listen to the, I still look back and I'm like, some of the decisions in your life, you're like, why was I, what the hell did I do? I made the weird decision of not going or not asking about where the green room is. I made the decision of sitting in the front row for some reason. Yeah. No. Good plan. Sat in the front row. Here's the good news. I was fourth on the list. I was fourth on the list. Yeah. And I remember the guy hosting, um, it, it was his name was Shorty. And Wait a second. Wait a minute. That is that any correlation to the Wake Forest he owned the Shorty bar, bar that you didn't go up in? I literally never put that together. <laughs> no, no. But... But um, uh, it's he, him. Was, he was hosting. He ripped on me a little bit, but he was just kind of ripping on everybody. Hold it was on. Fine. They, they ripped on the only white guy in the room. That Wait, shocking, yeah, right? Okay. But here's the good news: is because I was going up fourth, I only had to get through three comics. Only you were batting cleanup. Three comics. Yeah, three comics, and this is they didn't. They never told anybody how much time you do. Basically, the way that you knew to get off stage well, was when the DJ have, started cutting you off. They might have told him in the green room, but you were <laughs> in the front row. You were in the front row. Never actually thought about until right at this moment. In the green room, there was probably a yeah, note a that said, sign. "Hey guys, everyone's doing <laughs> five. <laughs> might have missed some pertinent facts. <laughs> DJ Shorty will play you off at four and a half. I'll tell you what, dude. How did you do? Com- first three comments go up and boom. Like yeah. they ate it so hard that like within maybe a minute is the longest any of them survived. It became the Gong Show. The audience well, would the turn black on audience them is and the boo, best that and way. then they they would cut everybody off and they're done. And then Shorty goes up and I know I'm fourth and I'm like, ah, oh, here it is. And he brings me. It was like I never heard of this cat before, Mark Ellis. And then I get up and he sees me and he just starts laughing. And <laughs> but I get up there and I remember I'll never ever forget this as long as I live. Is you the first time you step on stage. 
Um, it's like you just expect that, like, it's this weird out-of-body experience when, like, oh, yeah, then I'll just do the material, then I'll get off stage. And I remember my foot hits the stage, and I'm like, oh, I'm still me. I can still – I'm still having active thoughts. Like, yeah. like, I'm not on autopilot, so I cannot do what I thought I was going to be talking about a minute ago, and I can talk about something else. So I get to the mic, and I just talk about how awkward it was that I was the only white guy in the room, and they're eating it up. Love yeah. it. And they're loving Honesty. Honesty. They love honesty. so well. They just don't want – a black crowd in general doesn't want bullshit. someone to be – they don't want bullshit, and they, they don't want to see you look scared. Yeah. So right. As long as you're fucking – They want honesty. Up. Yeah. And I was – and I didn't know that I was doing this. I didn't know that I was following the laws of the comedy Bible <laughs> when I was doing this. But I did, I did maybe four minutes, and I remember I got to say thank you, good night, and I didn't get cut off. I got to say, I, oh, I, said, I, I, said, see. I said, thank yeah. you, good night, because I had no idea at that time how long I'd gone on for, but I was like, this is longer than anybody else has survived up here. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I think I peaked. While I I'm peaked. Ahead. Shorty comes hand. back and he's like, give him another hand. That boy got potential. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit. So, Shorty, get the shout out. I didn't know what to do with myself. Then I go to the punchline the next night and it's not as good. And then the sets after that and nothing was as good. So the follow up to that story is that this is uh, five years ago, maybe. I'm at the comedy store and I hear and I and I go up to the cover booth to check in. And there's like a shorter black dude hanging out in the front. And uh, I was, you know, just talking, whatever. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm on the show next door. It was the, the Tuesday night show. And, yeah. Tuesday and or the trippin'? The, I think it was trippin' on trippin Tuesday. Trippin' his okay. And, uh, and, and he says, hey, I'm shorty. And I'm like, okay, there's probably multiple people shorties. Yeah. But do you have any connection to the Uptown Comedy Corner in Atlanta? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to, I used to go up there all the time back in the 2000. I'm like. Holy shit! This is the guy. Yeah. This is the guy, and I was like, because at that time, this guy is like, this is what stand-up comedy is. Yeah. This he's is the everything that stand-up comedy represents to me. Yeah. And he was like, he was, you know, he, he was nice. He, you know, did he, he remember I, you? He, no, he didn't remember. Bottom, me, but it was bottom like, line, did you fuck him? Yeah. I so I high fived. <laughs> uh, Ruined. That it. means he didn't the get fucked. The whole thing was off, Uh-oh. but it was so funny. Like, because then I, I went over to watch his set uh, later in the night, and you wanted to see if he was still as good as you remembered him being. It was okay. <laughs> well, he's in a different element. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it was okay. main room. actual professional comedians at that point. So. But it was it was such a weird full circle moment to just like look at somebody and just be like, now oh, he's at your club. Now they're mortal. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, I'm sure he got laughs, but it was just like watching. It's like, yeah, because I, I remember, you know, and like, it, like you're just sitting there in the front row and you're watching somebody who knows exactly what they're doing. Yeah. And then you get out here and you see everybody, you see the best in the world do it. And it's like, oh, and then short. And then and then he just becomes another comic who's right. getting some laughs. And it's just like it's a weird thing to 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 because you don't really notice what you're doing until you can step back and like look at somebody else. And kind of chart your progress against yeah. them. And now he's you know? in the big leagues, and you're in the like you're out here now. It's, it's a completely it's a, it's, it's different. It's thing. You went yeah. you went from looking up to Shorty, pun intended, to really <laughs> just being like, "Holy fuck, I have grown so far past Shorty." I'm, pun intended. I am I am saying that maybe All Shorty and I should intended. co-host the open mic at the which is no longer there. The Uptown Comedy Corner is no longer there. It is now it the, is now defunct. So nobody can uh, fact check this. You know, that club would still be thriving if they would have had the decency to play Return of the Mac when you got done with your four and a half minutes. Okay. Okay. If they would have just I like queued that. it up, yeah. turned on, just... I think that was the oh, thing. would have been... People would have 
They would have come. Yeah. The people would have come. <laughs> maybe maybe they should have told more comics where the green room was. <laughs> I feel like I know like five comics named Shorty, by the way. Yeah. Unless it's all the same guy. It's and a I'm really good name kind for stand-up. Because yeah. immediately on stage, you're the underdog. You know? It's like, oh, this guy's been short as... It's a Kevin Hart thing. It's like, oh, yo, this guy's been short his whole life. He's been told he's not tall enough to do anything else. He's, he can't play sports, so he's shorty. <laughs> it's like, oh, this guy's just going to tell jokes. He's the funny guy in the group. Because he, if he, you're accepted into the be. group and you're short, yeah. then the reason why is because you're the wise cracker of the bunch. Yeah. Is and, that um, cracker? Is that a racial slur? Okay, I hope so. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I didn't mean to drop a... I didn't mean to go C-bomb. all Polish on you guys, <laughs> but, um, you know... Uh, there's got to be there's got to be 50 shorties in comedy. I, I feel like I, I know I'm crazy. <gasps> Good idea. Because I know girls, yeah. so I can bring up shorty. All so that's, all that's white, yeah, full all circle. White crowd, all white crowd. Heart of Alabama. Yeah. And then and then 15 black guys happens. named shorty. <laughs> <laughs> whatever happens, happens. <laughs> so what? So you got here? You said 2003. 2003, yeah. And when, yeah. how long after you got here? Was it like your goal just to come to the store and... I try not to get into that thing that a lot of comics do oh, is yeah. you get locked into the one uh, place. Yeah, yeah. Wait it, a it, minute, what's wrong with that? Sorry, it's, Rick. It's oh. like I just I just want to be. Well, Rick was very successful at doing it, but it's like especially <laughs> if if you're somebody who's like. You know, man, I just want to be a regular at the comedy store. It's like, I, 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 like, trust me, there's many nights when I was like, oh, man, I just want my name on the wall. But it was never the end goal, you know? Well, it was of course. Because I got made a regular at the Laugh Factory and the Improv before I got past here. I was an employee here. Yeah. But in the, at the end of 2004, I got hired as, a as like, the, you know, whatever, you know, lock guy and all that stuff. But I, by the time I got past the Improv and the Laugh Factory, it was still, like, a year or two years before I got past here. And I got passed here, depending on who you ask, by I was either like the last person that Mitzi passed, the first person that Tommy passed. My take on it is that I'm the only person that Rick Ingram passed. <laughs> I love Rick that. Rick Ingram literally had a had him and Tommy a had a good cannon. relationship and Rick kept talking to Tommy like dude just just pass Ellis Danison O'Neill. Just do it. I think Don oh, yeah. Barris got in his ear too. Yeah. And so I think I was passed by Rick Ingram and Don Barris. Well that the and night, ran as easy because I feel like he used to boast about you too. The night before he got passed, there was a threat from Ari that he would never perform Shafir. here again. Yeah, see, I remember there was a group of you. He said he would never perform here again. <laughs> no, for Danish, <laughs> you wait, how and East O'Neill. Coast did you just I'm get sorry. Use. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, wait, what's going on now? Is one of the Guys, I, ju- here? I just came back. When, you when got that came out of relax. Eleanor's mouth, I just assumed PJ Stansberry was about <laughs> to be grounded. <laughs> Please. Uh, we just got back. Tommy, so how, Tommy had started openly discussing how he was going to pass Natasha. Right. right. Ari, oh, really? Ari still hated her because he was still feuding with everyone because of the breakup. And right, right. Yeah. Punching Bobby and all that stuff. So Tommy what said... What a great moment. I, I okay. think Natasha had been... Uh, there was a montage. <laughs> I mean, like, you know how before In the my Super head, Bowl they have a sure. montage of all the great Super Bowl moments yeah. in slow motion? Just like all Bobby these slow motion punched. moments of fights at the comedy. <laughs> So good. Peanut getting knocked out with a motorcycle <laughs> helmet. Johnny's aft hair getting lit on fire. <laughs> so by many a PJ accident. <laughs> so many great moments. Um, so yeah, so Tommy started telling people. I think Natasha was like a judge on Last Comic Standing yes, or something. So yes. she had, she had got right. some TV notoriety. Yeah. And so yeah. Tommy was very well. We got We're gonna have to pass no. her. And yeah. Ari, I was like, hey, uh, I just the- wanted to. Say you know I'll see you guys around or other places. We're all like, what? 
like, well, Tommy said he's going to pass Natasha, so I, I'm not going to come here anymore. And we're like, what? Fuck that. Took a stand. Yeah. Did you guys have, like, an actual meeting about this, or was it? <laughs> no, it's just. Because it seems like it was, like, in the back of a pet shop somewhere. <laughs> like, a bunch of comics got together. All I, 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 what I remember was nope. that I if was, he passes, I was not drunk, coming back. and I was <laughs> high, and Ari came and basically was like, oh, goodbye. I'm not going to nope. perform here anymore. Yeah. And I was like, what? What's, what do you mean, man? And he told me, I was like, fuck that. And that was like in the heart of my, I would just yell at Tommy twice yeah. a week, every yeah. week, just for no reason. It'd be like, he'd give me five spots that week. And then I'd just be like, this is bullshit, 1130. Oh, Jesus. Like, well, that's a pretty good spot. Like, yeah, yeah, if I was a fucking loser, I'm prime time. And then that would be followed by Ahmed walking up and being like, you're racist, Tommy. Give me eight spots. And I'm like, okay, just calm down. Uh... And for like two years, if you wanted stage time, all you had to do was go yell at Tommy aggressively. And he so would true. Immediately back. Well, hold on, okay. Listen. Yeah. We're gonna work you in. I remember watching you guys, and it I was never almost. Did it. it was like because I was working the cover booth too around that time, and it was like it. And, and I don't begrudge anybody for going up to the town corner and knowing their weaknesses and strengths, but it's like when you're playing a, a video game on Super Nintendo and you fought the the main boss of the level a couple times, and they all have like a weakness. You just have to wait for the the right spot you sure. know like they're gonna move forward they're gonna move backwards and then right when they're done moving backwards you shoot him in the heart and that's how you do it yep. and that would be tommy you'd let him he was dump bald, his, bald. Stu- his personal stuff would come on you yeah. and then he would be very accepting about whatever you wanted to talk to him about then there's a moment when you can either talk about a van halen concert that you uh-huh. heard about or you can talk about seeing skinner and you got into like there i got this pipe because my girlfriend sucked the dick of the guitar player from golden earring <laughs> A great pipe, though. Only take one hit at a time. Well, Steph and I have a thing <laughs> called radar love. Okay? Come so, out from a fuck. Well, <laughs> it was pretty good at the guitar. I got to get respect where respect is due. Uh, I love that if Golden Earring reunites, there's one guy that's not getting the call on the guitar. We're like, sorry, bro, we love you, but it's 2017. We can't be seen on stage with the guitar. Play, we just can't. Play, play a flat keyboard or you're out. I don't know why guitar makes me laugh so hard. It's so um, stupid. Well, so on that night, I felt it was my duty. As Jimmy and Joey used to say okay. to Don Barris, yeah. oh my hey, uh, Don. Get your get your pit bull off of us. Tell 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 your pit bull to sit and quit bothering us. Who was this pit bull? Just any? Me. Oh, you? Yeah. Yes. Because oh, anyone would just be like, uh, "Hey, Darnell," or "Hey, Argus," or whoever I was that night. Hey, Darnell. Uh, uh, Jimmy and Joey are on. Uh, Jimmy, what? Jimmy and Joey. And then I would just go on and ruin their set. Or Red is easy. Hey, uh, Argus. Do you know Jimmy and Joey are on? Is that spaghetti and meatballs? Those guys owe me money. <laughs> and I'd just go in and shout out their punchlines right before they would say, um, do whatever I could to just ruin their sets because they were two grown men and I was a 24-year-old asshole. <laughs> so, they, they were also grown men yeah. doing that act. Yeah, true. So like, uh, they, technically. I, I don't regret it. I'm yeah. just, you know. Two wrongs made a still, right still in that punk. moment. Yeah, um, it, it was the fifth grown man to be called Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy and Joey, or either Jack. The ensemble. It was yeah. Joey stayed the same. Joey was the same. That, that was the one who slapped me and spit in my face. So yeah. I oh, he him. loved to fight. He fought O'Neal. It was great. Well, he yeah. didn't fight him. O'Neal just Joey knocked was, him out. Joey was initially Joey was like, oh man, you know what? He stuck around. He he's gonna be the Rock in Jimmy and Joey. Yeah. And then 
by the fourth Jimmy, it was like, you're just Screech and Saved by the Bell, the new class. You're just the one that can't get a job anywhere else. Yeah. Like, come on, man. No, he's yeah, he's stuck at that. Yeah. No witnesses. We're going to have Joey on with each Jimmy. All the Jimmys. Separate. Yeah, I, I, Maybe we should just do all the Jimmys. Maybe. No Joey. That's a better... To this day, for the life of me, I just I don't understand why people have the stereotype about how Italians have no necks. Well, because of Jimmy. What do you mean jo- no necks? What no necks? It's more of a visual. No why, you bag, but... <laughs> why you asking me? Why you asking? I got this rash on my neck. Go fuck yourself. Uh, Go oh fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Anyway. Anyway. So, so the point was. Jimmy I felt and Joey. as the pit bull, it was my duty to make sure Tommy knew it was not going to be good for him to pass Natasha if that meant Ari wasn't going to hang out, and then I was going to have one less friend here. So, right, uh, which yeah, is very it important. Like, it, it does it politically it does make sense a little bit, but you know because Ari leaving would have been like you have a lot of comics around that time who are like well why is that guy leaving and this is probably around there's the first no crowds here so it's just a hangout really yeah it's well it's an artist colony yeah. but I, I think it was when people were like wait how much power does Tommy actually have yeah in passing people or making these kind of decisions and so if he makes like a really unpopular decision then all of a sudden it's like oh revolt who is this guy like yeah. why does he have this kind of power you know yeah well, I, I walked into the cover booth. Well, how's it going tonight? We're going to try and get you up a little bit later. Okay, I've got you on the fallouts. <laughs> like, I don't even care about fallouts. And I just started reaming him about, I heard you were going to pass Natasha. Oh, she's on TV. Well, that, that's a huge mistake. And then I just went into him. you got guys that are part of this club who are way funnier than her. Um, it's just, you know, she's on television. I go, yeah, and there's no TV cameras in here. So there's no reason why that shouldn't matter. This is the comedy store, not the they're on TV store. I say, we got Danish, O'Neill, Ellis, these guys. Well, yeah, no, I understand that. And you know, she has a plan for them. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, that's ridiculous, man. You know, there's a lot of us who are going to leave. If, you know, you just start passing comics that aren't good and have no connection to the store. and you know, she in particular has a, a, a feud with someone that performs here all the time. Well, no, I know that. I've considered that. <laughs> and then it was just like, all right, well, I just want to let you know that's bullshit. Whatever. And then I did my standard storm. By, by the way, I'd like four spots this week, you fucking criminal. <laughs> and I stormed out. And then the next day I got a, a call from Ryan O'Neill. It was like, hey, man. <laughs> that, thanks. I'm like, what? I'm probably hung over as fuck because I definitely was yeah. 12 Bud, Budweiser's <laughs> in when I went for my Tommy talk. For my Tommy talks? It's like a TED talk, except the exact opposite. Uh, I don't understand anything. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for coming to the Tommy talk, everyone. This is a guitar. There's an acoustic guitar right there. These idiots. <laughs> I wrote that song for Metsy. Well, they were singing his songs. You, we had Iran Azizi on here and Simone, and they were singing his songs. I was like, no, you guys don't remember the words. Well, and they did. Oh, my gosh. That song, it's, about, it's about equality. Okay? It, it yeah. is? Because yeah. you don't really All believe in equality. Wait a minute. Well, Wait a that's, minute. Tommy, that's not what equality is about. Well, it's not really a... It's like one of my heroes, Dr. Martin Luther King. Is it, yeah, really? That's, that, that's a good hero to have. 
I don't judge comics by their color of their skin. I care about the context of their performances. Oh, is that okay. right? Seems like something very noble uh, for a town uh, coordinator. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about uh, so Doc Willis is going to get past them? Well, Doc Willis will never be a regular here. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah, seems a little stern. Uh, nobody <laughs> likes him. He bothers everybody. That's not true at yeah, all. Well, Everyone well, loves him. people are friends with Doc. I heard that from someone. Sandy Shore <laughs> told me that. <laughs> I was always blaming yeah. Sandy for stuff. Wow, I put a yeah. stop to Lou performing down in La Jolla. Oh, I go, what? <laughs> Lou? Lou? He's like the best thing about... Well, I heard that he's bothering people. The crowds hate it. What are you talking about? That's, Lou's literally the greatest thing about down there. He sings we songs. love Lou Barbalak. 70% of the words to oh, him. that's the best. <laughs> Come on, baby, there's a fire. <laughs> Try to set the world, there's a fire. I'll say I didn't know. Sandy Shore told me. What? <laughs> Listen to Sandy Shore? Who's the best guy? There's a this fire. Pretty woman. <laughs> the one I probably need. <laughs> but the crowd loves it. Dude. It's great. Yeah. It's so great. Whoever the it's, opening comic is on the weekend, Joe, Lou I gets a bigger Lou. hand because yeah. people love watching Lou. Speaking of the first comic, this guy is coming down from our Los Angeles guy. So we're giving up for Marcus and Jill. Yeah, yeah. Who was that? Just, Who was that, Lou? Who was that? that? <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's like, did, wait. Did you forget both names? There's four people <laughs> trying to get on stage because they don't know who he called. That's right. crazy. <laughs> the early shows on Saturday are the best because it's Lou and like his oh, band he buddies. Jams like the, uh, oh yeah, who? when he brings you get, like, the, a saxophone, band? the saxophone guy, oh, my toot God, or hoot. I can't so remember good. what his name is. Yeah. yeah, I remember by the end of like, like when I was like the, like the opening, like you get 20 minutes down there. I was so upset that I only had 20 minutes on stage because 15 of it. Is talking to Lou and yeah, his band because the crowd loves it. They love the attention. Like they're just such a great setup. Then and you're right, Lou's a, Lou's a huge reason why. Yeah, it's so it's Fucking always Lou. so fun. And, yeah. and the son, I got mad. I'm yelling at him about Lou about how that's the, <laughs> the dumbest thing he's ever done. Al Madsen sitting there, he's like, "Yeah, people like him, man." He just throws that in. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't know. Sandy Shore lied to me. <laughs> I feel like everyone lies to you, Tommy. I'm just <laughs> always yeah, yeah, place the blame and then act completely shocked. Yeah. And then a couple weeks later, I was down in La Jolla for like a Thursday night show. I was like, hey, man, thanks for saying something to Tommy. <laughs> Let me tell you about the time I saw the Hills Angels kill a guy what? in San Francisco. No. All right, man. Let's, let's hear that story. This is the Rolling Stones, man. Oh, my God. He's just—he's so great. He's brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that time, like, like when, because, because I, I, I can't remember how I found out I got passed. I think I went up to the comedy store that night, and then so you didn't have like me, a specific showcase. It was like know, a, a series. Mean, I had like she made a decision. I she had like did? twenty okay. showcases okay. before <laughs> that, but the last five I for think, the building or Mitzi. The, the you never know. The, I auditioned for Mitzi the first couple times, then I got demoted to just the building. <laughs> then I was like, well, the building's not accepting your energy. Okay. Well, Okay. You, you got to allow the building in, and the building will allow you in. And then Jesus. once the building allowed me back in, they started towards the end because Mitzi wasn't coming in to watch him anymore. It was so weird how they do it because it's like if you were scheduled for a showcase on Sunday, you would go in, and you got your three or five minutes, whatever Mitzi thought you should be doing, even if she didn't show up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. If she didn't show up, it's like, 
I, there's you just nothing run the showcase. in sports to liken it to. You know, it's like you show up to play in the World Series and they're like, well, okay, uh, the Tigers aren't here. Yeah, the other team so is not. So we're going to have a practice. You're still batting fourth. And <laughs> you still get the experience of playing in front of a World Series crowd on yeah. TV. And it's like, it's not the same thing. There's not even a pitcher. Because the crowd could sense when Mitzi was in the room. They, yeah. they oh my could, god! They, they could yeah. so smell it out. So the well, especially times, since seventy uh, percent of the crowd on those nights were comics, and so a lot of or them people would just supporting. Immediately. Yeah, yeah. No, the, no, they would appear, but they would be really silent. <laughs> yeah. You know, it would be like you had to earn every laugh you got. So when they started putting Aww. it on tape, it's like, first of all, I never, I will bet you to this day that Mitzi Shore has not seen one video tape yeah. of a showcase or, yeah. or cared was, about it. was it. one BCR tape. It had, I don't even think there was tape in the camera. It had to Tommy begin. performing no. his you know. song for Mitzi on it. <laughs> he wasn't going to record over that. <laughs> well, it's called Mitzi. M- Mitzi loves music, Tommy, but I, I, I don't think I she would listen to that. I remember told me where, like, and, you know, Tommy did some did, did some really nice things for me, like, you know, my career here and all me that too, stuff. Me too, yeah. Um, Amrick. I mean, yeah, obviously, yeah. he put us on. There's some things you hear. And, and you can't unhear. I, I'm like, aware of it. The day he told me that he's like, well, you know, because Mitzi's not coming into the, the the showrooms. You know, she's not coming to the store and not to see, like, the big guys. So he will see some of their jokes and perform them for Mitzi. <laughs> oh, and then man. she'll no. do the lineups based on nope. that. So then he would slip into his Sebastian impression and then his Caparulo impression and then his Renazizi impression. Yeah. And then Mitzi would say, ah, oh, well, he's got to work on more stuff. It's like, it's... <laughs> You're not watching the show. Wow, Rack, you do wow. something I do, and that's we mimic people. Oh my, do we both do that, though? That's really my question. I you agree imagine? I do it, but do we both do it? Can you imagine Tommy? Oh, Sebastian's like, okay, I'm in Ross dress for last. Okay? How do you pick out an outfit there? And then a crow hop, Betsy. It's a crow hop throw. Can you imagine Bitsy watching him oh, doing that and being like, like oh, he's got to work on his beat, yeah. huh? And then, and then and then I take my dick out, Betsy, and I go, what are we going to do about this? Wait a minute. That's oh, Rand is easy, right? I know him. Yeah, I okay. That is the thing about Mitzi is that this is this is arguably the, the, the greatest, you know, comedy club purveyor of all time. One of the best eyes for talent that has ever been seen in stand up comedy. Yeah, we have the top and now she's at home watching this watching this impressionist this like that's the last comic. You know, yeah. that's the guy. Well, then Caprilla's like, what about Red Starburst? Okay. I honestly believe that's why she stopped talking. I don't she stopped. <laughs> she st- that's why she shut down, because she Tommy her, just kept fucking. Yeah. <laughs> oh. She's it. like, I'm not. This can't be what's oh, happening news, to the Cap. store. Mitzi saw you bomb last night. <laughs> Wait. Right. No, no, Mitzi was there. Yeah. Oh, no, it was at her house. Uh, I did. I didn't do. Part of your act. <laughs> She didn't like it. I'm sorry. Didn't what do jokes well. of calves would she do, you think? <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't like you know. missed the meeting. The best what was the, the meeting one? I used to love that. Oh, okay. the, the, the golf yeah. course. The golf yeah, course. Yeah, 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 that was my favorite. The best is that he's picking comics whose act is based <laughs> completely on persona. Yeah, right. So it's not like he's like doing like jokey joke comics where like the joke itself is what makes it funny. Like Sebastian is hysterical because he's Sebastian. Yeah. Right. Like, well, I remember when I watched Wheels do Sebastian's bit in Alaska, <laughs> not nearly as dynamic. So I can only imagine Tommy doing it, not selling, 
you know. It should be on Sebastian's resumes. This this comic is so funny. His material has crushed <laughs> in 20 different places at the same time by people who are not equipped to handle said joke. Listen, we are on the road. So. But, uh, Howard Wheels do a Sebastian joke. Like, I can't even think of He a... literally just was just doing Sebastian's act. I can't. Like, straight doing it. Yeah, Ross. Well, that's... believe this? Yeah, how would people shop in there, you know? That's a, it's a, Sebastian's writing. I mean, you can look at it's all those so guys. Like, 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 the writing is, it's they wrote to their persona, but the stuff is so funny yeah. that you can get away with doing it. One night, material, uh, uh, O'Neill and I, just to, like, mess around because we were so bored before we got past, like, we didn't know what else to do on the friends and family part of the show. Mm-hmm. We, we did a material swap night. Oh, we went no. up and we I've seen that a million material. times over, by the way. It was so hard to do. It actually made me feel good about myself. But wait. Like, even if I wanted to steal somebody's joke, I'm horrible at it. Yeah. But O'Neill does a lot of crowd work. Well, I guess he, he oh, writes he, more bits than Danish. O'Neill would do bits, but like I had to like 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 had I had to great. go up to him and request him. He had the bit about going to the, it, the, going black the shower bit. one. I remember oh, the black the dick, black dick. the frostbite his, one. Yeah, yeah. the snowman. But then you have that one that's it, it just kills me. It's like uh, he's <laughs> the bit. The way it started was uh, was folks. I got to tell you, I, I don't think homosexuality is some sort of passing fancy. Yeah. I think it's here to stay. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I know, because I was at the gym, and some man walked up to me, and he started jerking me off <laughs> right in the shower. Okay. And I said, sir, if you don't let go of my penis in 10 minutes, we're going to have a big problem. <laughs> yeah. And it always, it always killed me. I think that's what I closed on when I did his... His yeah, material, yeah, because yeah. yeah, they uh, when him and O'Neill would go on. I mean, Danish and O'Neill would go on. Tommy would yell at them and be like, "Wow, you turned this place into a disorganized town meeting," <laughs> and he would freak out. And it, don't because- do Rick Ingram. That's the thing that always <laughs> bugged me about that is it's like, is Rick the best at doing crowd work? Yeah, but there's there's no like if yeah. you go up before Rick and you want to try crowd work. The first Good person luck. that will tell you to to do that would be Rick. Yeah. You know, it's like it doesn't. You're, you're not allowed to do that, especially a young comic developing. It, you're not they, allowed to do. It just that made to, to me. I was always like, why would you tell people that? Especially like he'd always do it to them, and they were like, they were the other guys I started with. Yeah. So it's like, oh, these tell guys them not like to my, do yeah, it. Like, yeah. You're, you're specifically picking on the guys who are my friends here. Like, quit being Rick Ingram. I'm like, I'm pretty sure someone did crowd work before I did. Yeah. I'm, I'm Like, you're the only sure. one he was allowing um, to Mitzi, do it. Got this. And then Rick Ingram said, where are you from? <laughs> the lady in the crowd was like, Toledo. Oh, Toledo. That's a funny Wow. Place. You wonder where you went with that. Well, I'll tell you where he went with that. He said, you're a fucking idiot, okay? We don't oh. like black people. Oh, I agree with the. Oh, he said that. Oh, <laughs> give him fifteen minutes. <laughs> give him eleven fifteen. He crushed spot. last night at Metsu's house. <laughs> that's the thing that always. Did you ever like, hear that? I never he, heard that. No, that's, it's I love my. That that's so much. the Just greatest the thing I've ever. No, heard. I mean I. I used to hear it on the phones too, and it's Wait, like this would... is really an uphill battle right now. <laughs> if I got to compete against 
the one guy that apparently Nitsi will listen to do anything, and he's just doing impressions of other comics so that good. I'm competing against for stage time. So good. Like, you know, I wasn't even good to get Tommy to do an impression of me for Mitzi. You're you know? not unique enough yet, okay? Develop a voice so I can mimic you. I think that's why Ren Azizi started to, like, at least, like, champion me a little bit is because one time I showcased for Mitzi and – uh, the word well, I was wearing the cover booth, and that's a horrible spot to be in when you're showcasing that night. Is oh, yeah. when you were the person that sold <laughs> tickets to everybody, then you got to go up on stage for a showcase. So I go up. I had a pretty good set, but I got off stage. I did the you know thank you to Mitch. Did you whatever. wear your shirt? Go Comedy back to. Shirt? I think I wore the shirt. Oh no! I think I, I didn't. I didn't know. I don't think I even knew. But I was in that position where if she comes in, you're definitely going up. Right. And if not, then we'll just work out other people because I was going to be there anyway. So I had the shirt on. I get off. And then I go back to the cover booth, and I'm just like, okay, I'll just sit here and stare at this woman who may or may not say he's good enough to get his name on the wall. And then Tommy comes up, he's like, well, okay. And like, it's, he, 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 I know what the answer is. Yeah. He's like, well, okay. She said, um, said some good things. She also thinks you're cocky. <laughs> and, and, and in my head, I'm thinking, isn't that a good thing for a comedian to be? Yeah. A little bit? And then I remember I was bitching to Ren Azizi about it later that night. He's like, oh, yeah, it's the same thing she used to tell me. Where I got passed. And I was like, well, she told Ren Azizi that he's cocky and then I'm cocky. I'm like, okay, that's probably a good thing to have. Yeah. Because yeah. all you wanted to do is just be seen in the mold of somebody. Not because you're trying to mimic somebody, but just because if you can have a similar trajectory yeah, of path. anybody that has been passed there, yeah. then it's like, then, then your course has been charted a little bit. You know, so you know yeah. where eventually you're going to be going. Who's what's his name? I remember, what's his name? Jerry Roach? Uh, I always say his yeah. name wrong, uh, yeah. but he's one of my favorites. But I remember I him showcasing, yeah. and they wouldn't pass him because Mitzi said he sounds like Alice. Broken, <laughs> I still joke about that to this day. It's the greatest thing ever, but I never noticed it because their does styles are so like different. Yeah. Yes, he does. Oh. You know what's it so funny? It didn't hit me ever, though, because their styles, you guys have different styles. It is Rocha. I, I got a buddy named Ro named John Rocha, and then like, Rocha. Cause, cause I, I used to call him John Rocha, and then he's like, no, it's Rocha, and I'm like, oh, I know a guy. All right, so I messed up. But Rocha and I still have that joke where Jerry's it's like- he's funny. Man. He's funny. He's quick. We do have a similar sounding voice yes. a little bit, and Tommy told us both that, and it's like, okay, now it's a funny thing between me and Rocha, but don't tell us that. Because like, now it's like, like in your head. Yeah, it's like this, none of this none of this matters now. So if one of us gets passed, do we have to split? You're no longer, the other one never allowed at that club. Wait, was yeah, he not, really? were you not passed when he was showcasing? No, we were both showcasing at the same time. And then I think oh. I got, I think I got passed though. I think I got passed like right around the time Roach started showcasing. I didn't even know Roach, so yeah. I couldn't speak on yeah. his behalf. No, he's a funny he, dude. Oh, but, he's, dude, yeah. he's hilarious. I would have yelled He's no him. Mark Ellis. Yeah. Well... <laughs> I mean, his voice is good. It ain't this good. Yeah. It ain't the warm maple but syrup. It, but I never noticed it. And then Tommy said that. I still Or somebody yeah. said it. And then I was walking in and I was like, oh, Mark. Oh, that's not Mark. Yeah. I mean, he's like, he's pretty Because you hear the voice. He, with, yeah. with his rhythm, he's pretty quick, too. But I think back certainly then. Certainly faster. Yeah, certainly a weird, yeah. a different. Yeah. I think he was trying to slow down a little bit. Like when he showcased, and mm -hmm. I was probably talking faster than I ideally wanted to, because <laughs> I was nervous. <laughs> just to get it over with. Just to just to get the torture done. Yeah, but then like getting past, like I, I didn't like some people get past and like they have like this huge emotional cathartic moment. For me, by the time that you I you had to sell tickets. I yeah, I had to go back to the booth <laughs> that night. But it was like it was like three years in the making by then. And which may or may not be a long time now. I don't know what the current, you know, employees and stuff like that go through. But I, I was already a longer so process. close to yeah. it yeah. that for so long. It was like I was on the goal line 
for so many plays Shit. that by the time I punched it in, it was just like, all right, fine, let's move on. With this. It's like I the mean, Cowboys. Yeah. They just can't score that's on that goal line. Know. They just can't get it. That Sorry. seemed like it was the the regular thing was you've showcased for years, and it just always seemed just out of reach. Yeah. yeah. And that, but now it seems even more. It's just like this shit ain't happening. The way I've heard people talk about it, it's like it's a it, it, it's this weird – it's this pipe dream. Yeah, like the oh, now two of the guy like yeah. that Martin and uh, Hurl Lucas both Hurl? got passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when I heard that, I'm like, well, oh, I, I didn't realize they were still actually yeah. passing. But they've been at it for a minute. Yeah. Oh my been god, here yeah. For five, six years. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And now you have to be here as if you're a door guy. I believe you have to be here for two years in order to showcase. Oh really? Mm-hmm. It's weird that it's a function of times. I don't think I don't think you can put like. You know, and I'm sure Rick probably got some, you know, jealousy from your like your peers and stuff from. Yeah, people weren't. Oh, because you got passed nice. so fast. But, I, I, but right. I, particularly people so. that were already there. But again, it's like if you're already there and you've been showcasing for two years, and this 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 kid comes along, who's just so funny and so natural on stage. Sorry, that's that's the business too. That's how life works. Yeah. You know? I mean, it was. I, I think part of it's not a company ladder situation. You don't yeah. tell somebody like Robin Williams when he gets down here. It's like, well, hey, you're really good, but uh, however, you gotta wait because all these other comics are waiting to get up. It's like, no, you you have to. There is something to be said for putting your dues in. But there's also something to be said for having talent get here and just be like, yeah, that one gets on the fast track because they're they're good enough. Yeah, you know? yeah. People were nice to me at like at first. And then I had a couple spots like opening and lots of comics where they were hanging out because they had to sign up for or whatever it was yeah. before the thing. And then I think some of them like watched me do 15 minutes and I had I had like a strong 45 seconds. <laughs> and killer. A pretty, it was killer. A, yeah. a strong 45 seconds, an average three minutes. And then a lot of Will Ferrell impressions that were trickled down. <laughs> Harry Carey was pretty good. And they, it's pretty good. People were not happy. Yeah. The, the last five minutes of my 15-minute sets, and I would never get off early because I, I think that's the most disrespectful thing you could do. But the last five minutes of all my sets were just an absolute abomination of bombing because I just had nothing. I'm like stretching. What yeah, else can I do? But you could, and I, I give Tommy a little bit of credit for this too, because you could put a lot of people in that situation and they just don't develop. Yeah. You know, they yeah. just continue to suck or they get impressions where it's like, okay, for the last 10 minutes of my act, I'll just do whatever impression you guys name in the crowd, but I'll pretend they're gay. You know, it's, uh, it's something leave like Luca that. Leave Luca Polonka it's, out it, of this. <laughs> Was that something he would do? Every fucking time. Uh, you know what? Let's do uh, let's do impressions. Just shout out a name, and then someone shout out some name, and he'd be like, I hear Travolta? <laughs> like, no, no one said Travolta. All right, I'll do Travolta. Just Travolta. Do it, do it again. Call for a name. Uh, can I get a name from someone in the crowd? Who Tony Bennett. Yeah, yeah, what'd you say? Tony Bennett. Yeah, yeah, Travolta, if he were gay. Uh. If. <laughs> He was gay. <laughs> that would get a laugh, too. Let me get another one. Yeah. Uh, uh, John Cusack. Cusack, yeah. Uh, <laughs> wait, did you say De Niro? Yeah, <laughs> wait okay. a minute. Here's De Niro if he were gay. No, no. John Cusack. <laughs> it really only works in a packed room. Because if there's 11 people, it's like, no, we're, we're all... Yeah, we none of us said anything. I didn't. I didn't know he did that. I I remember Luca being here, but I don't remember his set. Yeah, like, I thought actually when I said it, I thought that was Wheels, but yeah, <laughs> but then I'm sure Wheels no, no. probably yeah. borrowed it in Alaska. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say he probably did it. Yeah, it's still the best advice I ever got. 
you know, these people are paying for a road show, so you just do whoever's act you can can make work, you know? Like, I'm going to do Sebastian, but I think you should probably do Caparillo. Wait like, a minute. They're That's paying for a road show. <laughs> oh, my God. Just it, the thought of me like, doing Caparillo bits, like how not funny it would be if it's just my normal voice. Yeah, well, if, think of Tommy doing them. Well, you could probably do better than that. Okay, and, then, uh, and then after that. He says he doesn't eat spinach. Okay. The only thing worse to me than somebody trying to steal Cap's act without Cap doing it is Tommy trying to do an impression. <laughs> that I mean, would be the I, worst thing. I would watch a tape of Cap Tommy has doing such the a best voice. of the Comedy Store 2009 or whenever that was. It, yeah. It, just a that solid That airs right hour. after his kid's show. <laughs> right after, oh, right yes. after Zootopia, Takahini Tom. I actually remember like being really impressed with Tommy with how well he handled that because once that came out, that, that he oh, had done talking. some pilot. To this and day, I still Dennis feel bad that I got that spread out to everyone. Why would you feel bad? Well, you know, I just, I didn't think when I sent that video link to Ari and Dave Taylor <laughs> that they would share it with anybody. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a then, private kind of thing. And then a few days later, I When I want to keep Tommy. a secret, that's who I usually call, Ari yeah, and Dave Ari Taylor. Ari and Dave Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. But guys, listen, here's something I, I think you should see. Put I your bullhorns down. I wonder what the look down. on their face was when they clicked that link. Like, was it a kid at Christmas morning? Just Easily. Like, Ari had his pants at half mass. I'm How's positive. How's it going, Tom? Well, it's going great, except for Dan Bilak is sharing <laughs> videos of me. Oh, is that right? What an asshole that guy is. Dan Bilak, Tommy. I think it was him. I th- honestly, I think Corinne sent it to Ari. Did you just let him say Dan Bilak and not... Oh, I didn't pass up to it. He was still oh making decisions. Oh, my gosh. He, and it was he, it t- he would probably block something off in his brain. That would Even say if that you Rick said Ingram it was me, me under the bus like that, uh, you know, it's so much easier to blame somebody else. I just remember telling Corinne. I think I think Corinne sent it to Ari first, and then she was like, "Oh, I sent that link to Ari." I'm like, "Oh, okay." And then I sent it to Taylor because Taylor and I had been texting about something else, and then everyone saw it obviously yeah. oh i, I got that, it like by four different yeah. people so i was thrilled oh man i just wish that that had that had happened the same time that the the one of the three weeks when the comedy store gazette issues were coming yeah, out been nice. where because the, the cover of that would have been takahini yeah. tommy I still do this. I, I assume it was some some combination of Danis O'Neill and Bilac, but I have no idea. Oh, the Gazette? The yeah, none Gazette. of them will ever yeah. fess up but to it. Not one person will fess up to it. Rick, was it you? Because Dan Bilac keeps getting well, the blame for he it. Might've, he might have. He might have. It was Rick. But it was. <laughs> I received Kevin, emails. Kevin Rook's offering. trash talking segment. Wait, Kevin that? Rook. Kevin Ew. Rook had a comment. Uh, Kevin Wait. Rook had an article in there where he just shit on everybody. <laughs> and it was the most anti-Kevin Rook thing that anybody would ever do. I think it was the Darwin Hines like weather report. It was. Oh. It was one of. It, it's that gives still, it away. The Darwin Hines all, gives it away. Yeah, man. I, I hate Danis and O'Neill's right, man. I really do, do. man. Tommy, oh man. Fuck Tommy, man. I hate that, that man. We need to bring that back. The Comedy Store Gazette. The Comedy Store Gazette was I'll, just... I I'll still talk I'll put to it the, up there I'll talk anything. to the editors that... Yeah, I, I the editors... ...have not come forward yet, but... You meet within a parking garage. And they secretly emailed you? I received an email asking if I had insight into any articles that might yeah. go good. And, you know, I, to this day, I have no idea who I emailed back. 
Oh, it but you secret it. So you contribute it. No, no, no. <laughs> what I emailed, Wait a minute. What I emailed back was like, listen, this is childish and I would never contribute. <laughs> yeah, to that's what you. Yeah. you know, I, I really wish I saved a copy. I would I'm never. I, I feel honored. It wasn't only one? Been able to lay eyes I on I think there copy. was two or three episodes. Two or three there issues. Was, okay. No, no, but the, there, was there, was the there were multiple the, ones like printed up. The, yeah, the, the first amazing. one, yeah. the one I remember the most had a, a front page article about Brett Ernst. <laughs> Something about Brett Ernst being aggressive. It was Brett Ernst, and then like Fraser Smith and a yacht was involved somehow. And I can't remember. I can't remember how it, the, all those things came together, but it was just like there's certain things that happen here. It's like high that school. Are the yeah. funniest that like it was so inside in school, jokes. That the, the, there were laughs that you had in school that you can't ever replicate because part of the funniness comes from the fact that the teacher could catch you at any time, yeah. Yeah. and you're trying to stifle the laugh. It's the same thing here, whether it's that or like when, like, like that era when we would sneak on the roof and shoot oh, water yeah. grenades. Yeah. The, some of the hardest laughs I've ever had have been here, and it has nothing to do with stage. what happened on the stage. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, yeah. it's true. It's true. I miss hanging on the roof. The time that yeah. the time that Monkey Bone was out front, <laughs> and he would because Boone Boone Chocolaka will sell like more normal run of the mill goods like yeah. you know CDs or T shirts or books or whatever. Monkey Bone would sell just like novelty like, lighters he mostly. Would, he sound like blenders and stuff. Like, it, yeah. it doesn't matter what it is. And he was trying to sell a taser well, to this PJ. One, we were just discussing. Oh my this god, on we Facebook just... the other day. Oh really? Uh, oh, wait, didn't we talk about we the taser about thing? We talked about Monkey Bones, too, yeah. With Ranazizi, because it was yeah. him that... Ranazizi was the one that funded the project. <laughs> yeah. Because PJ once... Or no, no, no. PJ was going to buy the, the taser from Monkey Bone, or he was, he, but he wanted to see if it worked or not. Yeah. And, and it was so, Dean that came out... And Dean so, banned Monkey Bones for it. Right. Right, right. But Ranazizi was the one who had money. We, I think I might have been the one, because like, this happened on the front porch, so I ran to the back of the store where Ranazizi was, and I was like, because he was like, at that time, he was like the one that we knew it would was, have cash it, on. Yeah. So it's like, this Steve, we need $40. Don't ask why. It involves us getting to taste PJ. He not only gives me the money, <laughs> he gets up and we all run back out. We pay Monkey Bone. We get the taser. We taste PJ in the leg. I remember he takes it for a second. Like, oh, man, he's going to get there. He doesn't feel and anything. And then all of a sudden, yeah. he just everything goes white, and he just shakes, and he goes to the ground. And Monkey Bones got tased as well for a small price. I think it might, yeah, Monkey because Bones might have been tased. Monkey too. Bones got banned and tased. And I remember the glory of a man getting banned for being tased. Yeah. Just being like, yeah, the rules around here are fantastic. Just ridiculous. Did PJ get in trouble for getting tased? I don't recall I don't PJ so. getting he, in trouble. PJ was part of the club. I'm surprised so he even... It even affected him. Yeah. Uh, that cockroach, he'll survive anything. Yeah, you're probably right. That's he insane. Me on my asshole, it might stop that itching. <laughs> it's just quality. Quality characters. I remember him doing like five minutes on like how he was so upset at whoever used the laundry machine before him, <laughs> not getting their lint out of there. And I remember thinking, he was like, you know, I've lived in like apartment complexes where it's like a shared, you know, thing and taking people's lint out and just not really ever thinking twice about it. Like, it's just lint. You just take it's, it out. It's clean. You yeah. take it out, you throw it away. He's just, I mean, the vitriol coming out of his mouth. I don't want to do with your fucking lint. <laughs> How gross is that? You got to put my hand and touch your lint. I'm like, it, it's, it's like touching your asshole. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I didn't know it was gross. I, yeah. I didn't realize that. If, if it's in the dryer, then it was probably in the washing machine before that, right? It's probably I mean, clean. It's probably so, clean. Probably, it's, it's also, yeah, I can't. Yeah, right. 
I'd, ra- I'd rather eat trash out of a homeless tranny's asshole than touch your clean lint. <laughs> Was that one of his bits? I feel like this that would be. go. He might use if that. Not, that he, be a good, he's definitely going to put that in there. Yeah. Uh all right. So we, when you got here, they were the guys that that you came up with. PJ was. Uh, PJ, I, Rick I guess was in O'Neal. class. Yeah, I mean, what what class? Bill Brather. Oh, Bill Brather. Uh, that was the open mic crew. That Brather, was. BJ Bales. Yeah, Bales. Um, there, there was only like Hatchell. There was oh. like ten of us that weren't homeless in seventy. I imagine that's the that's the vibe like, everybody be, gets here. It would be Ellis, then Ziggy. Than me. Yeah. Who's Ziggy? Yeah. Ziggy was this old lady who did Barbara <gasps> Walters. Yes, I remember that. She was that. real sweet. She loved Danish. Yes. Ziggy, that's right, yeah. Uh, Gaylord. Gaylord. Mickey. Blue Iris is still yeah. around. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, red suit. Um, the, the, the crazy black dude who had the long hair would come around every so often. And I would pay like I would any sum to watch this guy perform comedy. He's just one of those. He's just so fucking bad. I don't he wasn't remember. nearly as good as L.A. Fresh. The Realist. But oh, I remember LA that the one. Real, do you remember? There was a guy named uh, named uh, I can't remember his name. Fuck, I can't remember his name. But he was so bad that I would rush in to watch him do stand up because he was really trying. Was it and Scotty Barron? It wasn't Scotty Barron. No, it was country. He looked like Albert Brooks. Oh, oh, oh yeah, but he was the opposite yes. of Albert Brooks, and and Barris got a got a hold of Isn't it. Is that the guy who always hits us up for the gigs? I don't oh, know, but if he is, give man? it to him. Give this man whatever sum of money he wants. No, no, no. He tells us he's gonna hire us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got the wild curly hair. I it's. I, I haven't seen him in. in yeah, in I know who you're talking years, about. But I, I was either Shit. dancing or near. Somebody texted me. Ran. I was on. I was on the road a few years ago, and they were, and they were here, and they're like, "This guy just walked in." Right. All right, and uh, I got a roll. I'll let him. you guys finish up. Rick, okay, well, Rick, right. work on your beats well, up there. Tommy's got to go do that. my performance for me right now. I, we're gonna record you and send it to Tommy so he can. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll be doing your act for Mitzi later on tonight. <laughs> um. Anyway, I don't even know how long we've been doing this. How long has it been on, Mike? Oh, an hour. Look at him rolling About it out. Yeah, well, I mean, to answer your question, yeah, Rick was like, as soon as, uh, you know, Rick got passed, and then that was kind of like the light of hope for everybody else. Like but, um Yeah. He got passed fast, though. He did. I mean, it, he was here five or six months before me. I don't remember the exact day he got passed. The big thing for me, I remember talking to him. He got back uh, from, like, uh, some... I didn't even. I think he had just been passed or hired or something. He got back. He was doing um, the, the the laughing post, which is no longer there in uh, Kalamazoo. I don't know how he got the I gig believe or, you, or who he yeah. knew or whatever, but he was. He said that that he, for some confluence of events, he ended up headlining that weekend, doing forty five minutes on stage. I remember being like, "How did? How was it?" And he was just talking about like it was so casual, and I'm like, "That's where I need to get. I want to get to where. Yeah, I just did a forty. Yeah, forty five minutes. No big deal. Did a cool forty five. Well, he it's probably cool. did Wheels and Sebastian. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, imagine if he did Wheels, Carlos, all the people that would steal. The, the, well, that's the biggest risk. Because when you're doing <laughs> the act of somebody who's a known thief, then it's like you might be stealing somebody's material. You're like, wait respect. a minute. You yeah. can't do Dane Cook. Dane yeah. Cook's doing everybody else. It's not good. That's not good. That's yeah, you're, you're inadvertently lifting. You're secondhand lifting. I'm trying to, yeah, I guess so. There's a lot of thieves out there. Oh, well. There are, but it's like, it, what what I get nervous about is when you do rooms and you can just kind of tell the rooms when, like, other local comics show up 
and I, I, you know, I want local comics to continue to, you know, I, I root for them, but there's something that makes me a little nervous. There's certain areas, particularly around the southeast, where I just get in there, and if there's a lot of local comics that show up for the for the late show, I Gotta won't do something that. I really want to do on TV because it will be lifted. Yeah, not that any uh, of the, them are going to do it at the local bananas no, but and they, get big off it. But who knows? Yeah, it's I've, out there. Greg I've, Fitzsimmons says there's a guy out there that's doing verbatim his stuff, like yeah. off an old album. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Yeah, and then people are filming it and sending it to him, going, "Dude, look, they're doing this guy is a local guy. He is doing your shit." Yeah, I, I remember the the second night that I ever did stand up at the Punchline in Atlanta, there was a guy. So they had like the open micers, like it was like five open micers, and then they had the feature act who was going to be doing the weekend, and the headliner was going to be doing the weekend. Feature act gets up and he says some joke about local bridge or whatever, and it's whatever, and then. He does a joke about how why before they do a lethal inject- injection do they swab your arm with alcohol, and I remember thinking that's oh, funny, but that also sounds really familiar. Is it George Carlin? Yeah. Oh yeah, I was like, wait, yeah, you're right. It, it's, it's like this guy's like, oh no, these comics are so famous. <laughs> Nobody's gonna get. That. I can live from them. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, you're awesome, Mark. Uh, we we did an hour. No, no, no. We did good. We're, we're, uh, we got another podcast behind us coming in. Oh, well, well, if Galern's on it, then I can't. I don't know if Galern's on it. He was supposed to do ours. We'll have him back. Last time he was on ours, uh, the mic didn't work. So that worked (laughs) out. And then he was supposed to do it with, uh, Oshak and this other comic. But they all, they all have kids. So they all fucked everything up. It's weird when people have kids. Don't have kids, man. Look at Rick. He had to leave. See what happened? I, Rick is, Rick is shocked me is what a good father he is because i really don't want to change my life he's amazing at all he really is yeah. and like i i get to hang out with his daughter once in a while like i say it like hang yeah. out like it's not babysitting because we're on the same anyway uh <laughs> today rook took home one of my stuffed animals thought it was hers that's what an adult i am so <laughs> what's well, you and me <laughs> he not- sent me a picture of it he's like i think this is yours i'm like that's embarrassing but that's you're absolutely yeah. right you're absolutely right yeah. that is mine <laughs> The things that other comics text each other are not that. So you guys are doing Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't have any kids, and I don't have any kids. Yeah, I can't carry the full term, Mark. And hopefully these eggs are dead, huh? Oh, yeah, in Long Beach. That didn't stick, huh? (laughs) I remember getting that phone call the week later and being like, well, I'm going to have to find out a way to make these payments, and then thank God. Thank God those eggs are dead. Thank God your body did what it does best. (laughs) Kills. It kills. (laughs) I feel like my eggs are like that lady in the smoker commercial. Like, I don't smoke. <laughs> in there gasping for air. Your your eggs travel to different high schools talking about the dangers. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we have a special guest. Um, yeah, it's, uh, these are uh, Eleanor's eggs. Eleanor Gamsky's uh, eggs. <laughs> uh, they form the group. Uh, <laughs> Come out with different weapons like chainsaws and stuff. <laughs> Bring it in here. Go ahead. Oh, this is a great bit that Wheels is going to get to do. Sometime. I know. I can't wait. I hope he I opens with it when we open when we open for dice together somewhere. <laughs> um, anyway, so you have an amazing podcast, Schmoes. Yeah, Schmoes. No, no. Uh, yeah, the podcast you can get on iTunes, uh, YouTube, all that good stuff. Uh, so yeah, uh, do it and uh, let me come back soon. I, uh, please, I, we're going to do this again. To, yeah, because yeah, we've I lo- we love the, everybody loves the comedy store story so it's yeah. fun and, and shitting on tommy is always fun uh even though we love uh 
This, oh my God! Uh, <laughs> Rick is texting me from upstairs. Um, oh, another stuffed animal mishap. We <laughs> gotta get going. That one's not about stuffed animals. Um, okay. So MarkEllis.com, what uh, Mark yeah, Ellis? MarkEllisLive.com at MarkEllisLive. I was able to get branded that way across all social I'm media, proud of and you. website platforms. Okay. So Mark Ellis Live, it's a you know. All right. What well, are you do? you're amazing. My name's We're too gonna have you back. The website, so. Check out Rick and I. You have any shows coming up? Promotion? Uh, New York in a couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, headline a few shows out there during a New York Comic Con at New York Comedy Club, which uh, Amy Hawthorne. Oh, uh, my favorite! Yes, yeah. yes, that's a great club. It's by the way, it's a lot of fun. It. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's exactly the way I want a comedy club. It doesn't matter what region it is. I that's how I want a comedy club to feel. You know? I love it. I it's think you're great. right. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I'll be at the Tempe Improv with Craig Gas. Um, October 6th. Yeah. 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th. Something that's, like uh, that. That's the week I'm going to be in New York. So. S- same week. Either coast. All right. Come see us, come guys. See or come see Rick. Oh, yeah, that's true. And I can't get pregnant. So come on in, guys. That came out wrong. All right. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for listening. Bye.